The crowd, the bread, and this moment on needing, bubbling, in the present moment. So I have been making bread lately, specifically sourdough bread. The image that accompanies the medium post that I just made is of a beautiful loaf, a gorgeous artisan loaf, brown around the edges. It looks as if it has cut into it a picture of a piece of wheat. Now this is not my loaf. <laughs> this image is not my achievement. Not yet, anyway. What I have accomplished is buying flour, feeding my sourdough starter, allowing it to sit and rest. Then in time, it will bubble and grow. This container has become a, as they call it, vigorous starter with routine feeding and maintenance. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the art slash science of sourdough, I give to you my newfound and limited knowledge. You begin a wild starter, as they call it, by allowing the natural yeast and bacteria that exist in your environment to enter the starter. You do this simply by putting some flour and water in a jar. And while you can add yeast to make things happen faster, all you really need is what is already around you. So then you wait. You let the jar with the flour and the water inside it sit and rest loosely covered because the starter needs to have air. It needs to breathe. And what you will notice is that with the bacteria and naturally occurring yeast in the air, the warm temperature of a room, the nourishing environment that the flour and water provide, all of these become food. The bubbling of the starter will begin and it will grow. Then, after a time of feeding and growing, of taking some of the growth and discarding it, as they call it, and feeding it again and then again, after all of these steps that may take you a week or two, you have a vigorous starter that you can use to make a bubbly, light, tangy, pleasantly chewy loaf of bread. My bread-making adventures came to mind this week as I looked at the gospel reading for this upcoming Sunday from John 6, verses 24 through 35. In this reading, there is talk of this crowd that follows Jesus, this crowd that seems to be searching for something. Jesus snidely says that they have come only for the bread that he had fed them yesterday. Maybe that is the case. We are human. We are creatures that need to have our needs met in the moment, the need for food, for water. We too need to rest until something bubbles up, placing ourselves at times in environments where we can grow, where we can take in all that is around us, allowing it to be a part of us. And when the time is right, we also need to be shaped 
pulled and pushed, turned and smashed in ways that help us grow to become something beautiful and nourishing for others. The crowd asks for a miracle, a sign, something immediate and right now. They remind Jesus that Moses gave the people manna to eat as they wandered through the wilderness, a reminder of the exodus from Egypt, a journey from slavery into freedom, from death into life. And Jesus reminds this crowd that this manna, this bread from heaven, came from God not Moses. This bread was a gift from something larger than one person. Again, the crowd is limited in its vision. This gift of manna, this bread from heaven, was a reminder that all that we needed was around us. This manna would manifest each morning. It would be enough for that day. It was a symbol of the eternal gift of God that exists in the present moment. That in that moment was eternal life. Jesus tells them then, I am this bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. As for me, I keep feeding my sourdough starter. I take what is known as discard and make crackers and waffles and popovers. I have made a few loaves at this point. Hope to try one in a Dutch oven this weekend. I have had to punch the bread, turn it and press it and knead it. I have had to let it sit and rest, allowing it to rise when it is time. And eventually, I get to taste and see if it is good. As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults with a few older adults and couples thrown in, too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad. But um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you. <music>